Can you not just feel it? Oh man, summer is here, busting more than a feeling. What a cool Friday song. Thank you so much to Gareth and the crew back again Monday 6 to 9 on cliffcentral.com. Hello and welcome. It is Friday. My name is Andrew Levy and with just under a month ago before the whole of South Africa closes down. Are you one of those peeps that hasn't got a plan and has left it too late, doesn't know where to go or how to get there? Well, this show is dedicated to you. We're going to show you where to go in South Africa, how to do it cheaply, what to do, some new tips and uh, tricks of the trade. We're going to be speaking to industry experts. We'll also be playing some really rad road tripping songs throughout the show. Of course, we'd love to hear from you as well. 0861555189. Where is your best place to go in South Africa? Follow the conversation on Twitter at Yebo underscore Levy, L-E-V-Y. We're going to be posting a whole bunch of really rad links and articles throughout the show, as well as give us your best December story. Tell us what you were up to, where it happened, and what went down. We want to hear it all. Uh, We're going to be chatting to a whole bunch of people. We're going to start with some international market as well, and uh, we're going to be speaking to a guy named Marcus Brain uh, in just a little bit. Do you need a holiday? Damn, I think we all feel like this right now. We just need a little bit of a holiday. Uh, on the line now is uh, 1988 September edition GQ Man of the Year. Uh, this is in his bio, Marcus Brain. Uh, he runs a company called Safari 365. Marcus, uh, good morning to you. Can you can you hear me there, Marcus? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So you run a company called South Africa 365 and Safari 365. Just give us an idea of what the business is all about. Um, Andrew, we, we're a, uh, what's called a, a tailor-made kind of holiday experience uh, company. We, we deal with mainly an international market, but also some of the local markets. And we really put together kind of um, luxury adventure type experiences throughout, uh, throughout South Africa, but then further afield outside of our borders into kind of Botswana and, um, and Zambia and, uh, and, a, and a bit of East Africa into Tanzania and Kenya and those type of things. So, so they'll come to us and we'll, we'll string together something really life-changing and life-enriching in terms of a, a holiday experience. Now, just out of interest, who is visiting, who's visiting South Africa or Africa the most in terms of foreigners? What's the nationality breakdown? Uh, that's a, a good question. It's probably, it's probably a little bit um, segmented according to which country. Certainly, South Africa, our biggest market is probably the United Kingdom. Um, there's, there's good affinity with South Africa coming in here, um, followed quite closely by the US, uh, US and Germany. Uh, and then there's good push out of, kind of emerging markets, out of um, places like Brazil, uh, certainly the east side of China. That's a really attractive market for um, South African tourism to get into. Um, so yeah, it, that, that's pretty much a breakdown. We, we'll probably get just about 10 million international tourists, but on the long haul side of things, the area we would find some coming from Europe and um, and the East and uh, and America is probably just over a million a year. I'll, I'll say that a fair figure. 
Marcus, typically when uh, foreigners say that they're going on holiday, they're, they're going uh, on safari, as they call it, how much, are, how much are they spending? I mean, what's the figure? Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a tough question. You know, we, we, would, we would say, you know, conservatively, on a, on a, on a private-type experience, and so not, not staying in a, in a South African National Park rest camp, but more of a kind of um, a tailored private experience where, where the individual kind of getting their own own trackers and guides and, and luxury lodging and that type of thing. We would generally on on the on the high season pricing, which is which is punchy on the on the old South African ranch, the um, it would come in more about three thousand rand a person a night would probably be a fairly good lodging, and then going upwards from that uh, would be that. So, so yeah, internationally. I'll say a, a foreign tourist, you know, maybe a, a husband and his wife coming out for eight to ten days would would be spending probably fifty, sixty thousand rand um, domestically, excluding the international flights, would be the type of figure for a, for a mid-range type holiday out to out South Africa on, on safari. Now, that sounds like a lot of money to me and probably to a lot of people out there. But, of course, uh, if, you, if you are traveling on the dollar, euro or pound, it's, it's, it's pretty good money for value. Or value for money, money for value. Look at me on a Friday. Flipping out. We're talking holidays. That's why. Um, we're talking to Marcus Brain. He's uh, the MD and founder of Safari 365 here in Cliff Central, talking holidays. Marcus, you've been around the continent. You've been around South Africa a hell of a lot. Where are your off-the-beaten places that you'd want to, uh, that you'd advise us to go this December? Um, and, you know, there's so many good spots. You know, obviously December, the whole of um, the interior gets quite warm, uh, but but it's also great. So you know, we we're running a campaign called uh, Experience Kruger hashtag Experience Kruger on our, our Facebook and Twitter at the moment. We've got some quite good last minute specials going up there, so there's some good value to be had there. But then obviously December, you know, all the coastal towns really are good. So so obviously Cape Town is is just coming alive at the moment. Um, we we've been doing some really good stuff down here, getting to a lot of our suppliers. We've been out last night. The, the team was out on a um, on these Cape uh, these sidecars, these World War One sidecars, bombing around Cape Town. So so that's quite fun. Um, all the ocean races in town, they're going up and down the coast, so that's quite exciting. Um, so yeah, uh, Cape Town really exciting, and then all the way up the Garden Route, has got some great offerings. You know, there's um, a self drive up the Garden Route; it's always a pleasure. Maybe interior back onto the, the R62 is great, and then further afield, all the way up to. KVN is also great. So, so, yeah, I mean, come December, the coast is fantastic, and I'll, I'll probably head somewhere along uh, along there. All right, if you've never heard of uh, Route 62, we're going to post a little link on Twitter right now. Uh, that's exactly what Marcus Brain is speaking about. Route 62, it is interior. It is a little gem uh, in uh, in uh, the greater part in the escarpment of South Africa. Uh, Marcus, I mean, you obviously are very biased towards Cape Town and the Cape area. Talk it to us a little bit about interior, you know, like the Bloemfontein area. What's happening around there? Is there anything worthwhile going, besides obviously the Karoo if you want the desert space, but is there anything that you would say is worthwhile going for in, in the middle of the country? Um, as you know, the, the Mukwa land and, and all the way up there towards the Namibian border really is quite a, a nice solitude type um, adventure. They're, they're developing some really nice self-drive routes up to Clam William, that's that's beautiful, and up into the bottom of the Mukwiland, so that that's great outside of the Cape. Um, below Felt is great, quite warm. Um, yeah, I would say really those are good. We we spent some time in the in in the 
Klang Kalahari Desert recently. That was also just a, a pretty special experience. So from a from a South African perspective, just jumping in the car and getting up into those kind of lesser known areas is um is, is really good. We, we generally wouldn't lead our, our foreign tourists up there too often. They they would probably stick slightly more on the beaten track. But um but yeah, I, th- those are the areas I would say really would be away from the, the slightly maddening crowd. All right, you've been running for for a long time, doing uh, South Africa three six five and Safari three six five, all inbound travel. What is the weirdest request that you've received from a foreigner? We've had some odd ones, I won't lie. The um, there there have been some crazy requests. I mean, we've had we've had individuals wanting to make uh, music videos with some uh, some some famous South African celebrities in some weird locations. Um, we haven't had too many. I think the, the initial misconceptions of um, of uh, of wildlife roaming the streets might have might have might have passed. But um, so we've had some crazy crazy requests of. Uh, of all sorts of um, individuals, uh, the, the Russians generally come with some quite flowery ones also, but we can't always cater for, for their needs, unfortunately. <laughs> I love how the Russians, <laughs> you, you badmouth the Russians, they're shame, and just because they've got a weird president. Now, obviously, um, there have been some, some news headlines that have really affected tourism, um, both locally and continentally, one of them being Ebola. Now, from a South African perspective, we look at Ebola and we say, no, that's miles away from here. But but the international market seems to think we're all one place, don't they? Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, uh, inbound tourism on a on an African perspective has, has had a, a bit of a rough ride of late. Uh, Ebola has been a, a really a real threat um, uh, to inbound travel. So, yeah, yeah the reality is it's, it's significantly far away and, and the chance of contraction are, um, are, are below marginal. Uh, 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 so yeah, so undoubtedly, South African inbound travel, African inbound travel, um, southern and East Africa has had a has had a major impact as a result of Ebola. Um, it seems to be maybe slightly looking at head now, but the the last three months of world news has um, has dominated the Ebola has dominated the headlines. So, so international traveller has been skittish. Um, we've seen it in kind of occupancies into. Into kind of core areas, so so generally there's some quite good values to be found if if you're prepared to take the um prepared to actually visit. There's quite good values to be found, but yes, Ebola has had a major effect in in um, in inbound travel. I think you know conspiracy figures are probably running at 30 percent off uh, a year year to date, the same wow. time last year. That's a lot. Um, so yeah, so exactly. So I mean, there's been it's been a fairly unifying um uh. uh uh, response from the industry in terms of trying to change perceptions on on the the reality of the matter and the fact that the people that really affected aren't sitting in um, in southern or east Africa they're sitting in, in West Africa unfortunately so you know we, we run something called Be Ebola Smarter hashtag Be Ebola Smart campaign to try and enlighten people and and, and just change some of their their misconceptions but yeah it it, it definitely has been quite a big thing going on. All right, we've been speaking to Marcus Brain. He is the MD of uh, Safari 365. Of course, uh, good news for South Africans is that because the international people aren't here, uh, and uh, Malusi Gigaba, he didn't help out with the, with the tourism industry, talking about the unabridged birth certificates. Yeah, no, we, we've, we've, had a, we've had a rough ride in, in 2014 for, for inbound travel. There's been a, a bit of um, a locking of horns, I might say, between the Department of Home Affairs uh, and and Department of Tourism, uh, being the Department of Home Affairs is, is looking closely at at child trafficking and, and that type of thing, and trying to lock down on um, 
on child trafficking as, as dreadful as it is, but the effect is they had had um, had regulated quite or proposed to regulate quite heavily the the the, the documentation required for a, for someone from overseas coming in with a, a minor, a child of theirs under 18 years of age, and, and Department of um, Home Affairs was proposing that that foreign travellers come through, the parents come through with the original unabridged birth certificates of the child they're travelling with. Uh, the reality is that, that not many people have this document, and if they do have it, it was in a foreign language. You know, someone coming in from Turkey with a, with a Turkish uh, birth certificate for their kid, it's not really interpreted anyway. So, yeah, so there's been, there's been major um, backlash from the industry. And, and, and probably quite a lot of cancellations from tour operators around the world and agents around the world who just say, you know, the reality is they'll cross-sell a, a different destination to South Africa um, because it's just it's, it's less admin getting their clients in there. So, so thankfully, it has been put on hold. There's a review date, I think, June 2015, um, and, and there's been a major... There will be a big push between Department of Tourism and Department of Home Affairs to try and um, find some common ground for these birth certificates. Marcus, lovely to speak to you. As always, uh, MD of uh, Safari365, thank you so much. Good luck with the inbound travel. Give them a good experience. Uh, just quickly, lastly, where are you uh, holidaying this December? Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be just um, very local. I'm keeping it very local between Cape Town and Amarnas. Just uh, keeping my eye on the bouncing balls. <laughs> it's a hard life out there for you, Cape Tonians. Eh? It's Marcus Brain. Thank you so much uh, on 365. Of course, we're talking holidays. And where are you going in December? 0861555189. Give us a call or uh, continue the discussions. Lots of people tweeting at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. We want to hear where you're going this December.
Adams there, summer of 69 here on Trip Central. Of course, we're talking holidays. What are you doing in December? I'm trying to give you some ideas. If you haven't booked anything, it is not too late right now. As you heard from Marcus Bray, international trade is down in, in tourism by 30%. So hopefully we can get some good discounts. Of course, Cape Town is a huge, huge tourist attraction for both local and international in December. Uh, so we've got on the line Kim Whitaker. Uh, Kim is a 30-year-old young entrepreneur, self-professed uh, backpacker. Um, she has gone around the world backpacking. She then decided to come home and uh, create a backpacking culture here in uh, South Africa and Cape Town specifically. She started a backpacker called 33 South and has just opened another one called Once uh, in Cape Town. Kim, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you, man? How is Cape Town these days? Cape Town is awesome. All right, Kim, we're gonna we, we're gonna have to to ask you just to speak up a little bit. Um, Kim, are you there? We seem to have lost Kim Whitaker. We'll get her back on the line uh, as soon as possible. Of course, we're talking travel. Where have you been uh, that you think is absolutely unbelievable uh, in South Africa? There have been a number of discussions on Twitter at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. We'll... um, We'll keep posting them. People are talking about Route 62. If you've never heard about it, we just posted a link to it. I found it. The Klein Kalahari. Um, someone tweeted about Dream Holiday being down in Plet. Cheapest. Who has got money to go to Plet? Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Kim is back on the line with us. Uh, Kim, good, uh, good morning. Can you hear us now? Kim, can you hear us? No, we still are battling with... You see, Cape Town is just lazy. The, the, the telephone lines are even lazy out in Cape Town. Okay, we'll try to get Kim back on the line. Uh, in the meantime, of course, we're playing your best uh, road tripping songs. What is some of your favorite road tripping songs of all time that bring back the memories? Um, someone tweeted a little earlier that they wanted to hear Jamiroquai, Little L. I couldn't agree any more than that. What a hot song for a Friday. Good morning!
All right, hopefully we've sorted out the demons that are happening in Cape Town at the moment. Uh, of course, we're talking travel here on cliffcentral.com on a beautiful Friday morning. Little L, Jamaica, what a hot little song. Uh, asked for on Twitter by Sibu. I couldn't agree more. Sibu36, uh, appreciate your input. If you want a hot travel song, let us know uh, what the song is and we'll play it for you a little later. 0861555189. Where are your cool spots uh, in uh, South Africa? Where have you been that just absolutely rocks? Now, something that's really interesting to, to me personally is this idea of fair trade uh, travel and fair tourism and eco-tourism. You know, all these kind of eco-fair things that happen. There's a lot of that kind of tourism happening at the moment in South Africa. Uh, on the line at the moment is Jennifer Safe. Uh, Jennifer, good morning to you. Jennifer. Can you hear me, Jennifer? We seem to have lost Jennifer as well. We'll try to get her back on the line. She is head of an organization, um, very interesting, called the FTT, Fair Trade Tourism. What Fair Trade Tourism does is it's a non-profit organization that promotes responsible tourism in Southern Africa and beyond. The aim of FTT is to make tourism more sustainable by ensuring that people who contribute to their land, resources, labor, and knowledge to tourism are the ones who reap the benefits. That is so, so important um, that it's not just the owner, um, but everyone involved. I think that's really, really something crucial and something that needs to be addressed in South Africa. Um, The other day, I actually found an amazing wine farm. And I'm not like I'm the biggest wine drinker in the world, but uh, it's, it's incredible. They basically have... A share, all workers in the wine farm have a share of the profits of that wine farm. It's called Psalms Delta. Uh, I'm posting a little link uh, on Twitter right now, at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. That's at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. It's called Psalms Delta. And basically every single worker that works on that wine farm gets a percentage of the profits, which I think is just unbelievable. I think that the story and the brand carry it much further and probably raise the profits for everyone involved. And I think that's the way that South Africa should go. Viva communism, viva! All right, we're going to try to get uh, Jennifer back on the line now. Jennifer, hopefully we fixed our problems with the, with the telephone. Um, no, my producer, Palessa, is telling me it is not happening at the moment. We will try get her back on the line. Um, we're also going to be speaking to a guy by the name of Keith Clover. He runs a fishing tourism agency and they do fishing uh, adventures all across South Africa and the African continent. Have you ever thought about going on a fishing trip? I tell you, that probably sounds like one of the worst things that I could ever go on. We'll find out a little bit more about what Tourette Fishing is all about. In the meantime, here are your road tripping songs. Send us your shout outs. Uh, what songs really bring back those road tripping memories for you? Here's Creed and Higher.
Of central.com it is higher by creed oh i'm loving it i'm loving it at yeah underscore levy what do you want to hear what is your favorite road trip song that brings back a whole bunch of memories uh sarah's got one coming up in a little bit of time which i absolutely dig okay let's try again uh, i know the telephones want to go on holiday because we're talking about the december holiday but let's hope that they come back uh 0861555189 if you want to speak to us in studio right now about your favorite destination give us a call um we're speaking to jennifer safe she is head of fair trade tourism and also uh, we've got oliver on the line from cape town he wants to tell us his uh, best destination uh, who we got first good morning to you how's it Hey, that doesn't sound like Jennifer. It sounds like a, a man. Oliver, how are you? Yes, Oliver from Cape Town here. How's it going? Good, good, good. Oliver, tell us, where is your best uh, destination? I'd say 
kind of kept on for you, eh? but my favorite place right now is in South Africa. It's got to be Vardabong Boulevard, which is down from, from Joburg. If you're going down to Nelspruit, you stop there. It's a little place tucked away, and uh, there's really awesome climbing up there. So are, are you a climber, Oliver? Is that, is that how it works? No, I wasn't a climber when I went down. I didn't know about it. I just stopped in there with a mate of mine, and he, um, and he said that pull in. And um, and we there's a cool camping site there, and it's got the best brewers that I've ever tasted in the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You know, and there is a market for that. There is a market. There's a whole bunch of people traveling South Africa looking for the best brewers rolls around. Oliver, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, if if you are from Cape, that's one for out of Cape Town. I'm very impressed with you, Oliver. Not many Cape Townians go out of Cape Town in December, but uh, thank you for your call. All right, we're going to try again with uh, Jennifer here uh, on the line from I think Pretoria. Jennifer, good morning to you. Hey, there you are, finally. Okay, we've got rid of the gremlins that were happening in the telephone and thing. Tell us a little bit about fair trade. What is it? Why do we need it? What's going on? Fair trade is a global consumer movement which links um, uh, consumers who are, who are sort of concerned about the environment, about sustainability with products and services. So it's similar to organic labeling, for example, where people in the supermarket want to associate with certain types of products because they identify with the values of sustainability. And we are working with the same concept in the tourism sector here in South Africa. So you can use your purchasing power when you go on holiday to also kind of make good decisions and add value to your experience and make South Africa a better place. Now tell me exactly what constitutes a fair trade tourism so we have a standard and a, and a labeling mechanism, and essentially, fair trade tourism is tourism which is good for people. So that's your people who work in hospitality and tourism businesses. People, might, your listeners might, might not be aware that tourism is a terrible employer. So all these fantastic places that we like to visit, often the people working there are not getting very good um, wages and working conditions. Uh, fair trade tourism is good for communities. It's good for the environment. Um, and it's really ultimately good for the guests because it's about quality, it's about feeling good that you're making a difference, and actually having, like you said earlier, like a very cool and a very fun time, and just even better knowing that you're making a difference. All right, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about some spots that you think are absolutely awesome and that are doing incredible fair trade at the moment. So I think I'm extremely partial to the Eastern Cape. Um, if we look at the Wild Coast, for example, um, fantastic destination. We have a number of fair trade tourism certified businesses in that area, which are working with local communities. It's an extremely poor um, part of our country, um, sadly still. And tourism is really making a difference in terms of providing infrastructure for communities, providing um, jobs. Um, in the businesses, for guides, for local businesses. A number of our members in the Wild Coast also are community-owned businesses. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, community tourism is somehow second rate. These are actually very high-quality businesses, and you can do all kinds of things. You can learn how to surf. You can hike. You can just relax. You can go on cultural uh, tours, etc. 
So it's it's just like it gives you the entire experience. So is this is this a a, a trend in a worldwide trend that that people are demanding that they want to know that the places that staying at are actually fair trade, or or is you know what, what's driving this specifically in the Eastern Cape? It it I mean it is there is definitely evidence globally that travelers. Um, including travelers in South Africa, are becoming increasingly aware of the impacts of their travel. So obviously, we, you know, we're all very aware of things like climate change and that when we are traveling, you know, we, we need to be conscious of the environmental impacts. But I think people, you know, tourism is different from other sectors because as a consumer, I'm in direct contact with the producer of my experience, which is very different from mm-hmm. buying a bag of coffee on the supermarket shelf. Yep. So I'm in direct contact with the people who make my holiday so special. And it's not rocket science. You know, if the people involved are getting a fair share and a good deal, you're going to have a better experience. Well, Jennifer, quickly, how do we find out more information about what uh, destinations are fair trade? What should we be looking out for? Is there some kind of a stamp, a logo? What's we do. The deal? We have a stamp of approval. Um, so you look for the fair trade tourism label. And our website has a lot of information for holiday makers, also for business travelers, people booking venues, booking business travel. It's not just for leisure travel. Um, and it's very much um, open to independent travelers, um, people who want to kind of design their own experiences. So our website is fairtrade.travel. And on there you find a, lo- a list of all the businesses that we've certified that we're working with and just one last point is we're we're now also branching out into some of our neighboring countries. So we're also working now in Madagascar and Mozambique. Um, so also when people are looking to plan holidays outside of the country, look for the fair trade mark. Awesome. Jennifer Save, I love the work you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. And all the best uh, with the future endeavors. And happy and safe holidays to everyone. Thank you so much. That's Jennifer Save from Fair Trade Travel. Uh, if you want to check out more information, we have posted a link on Twitter at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. Uh, you can find out all the details there. Now listen, do you want to go on an amazing fishing adventure? Uh, Gareth Cliff is definitely a fisher. You can see it from a mile away. Uh, he's been fishing his whole life, and uh, he might be interested in this next guest. His name is uh, Keith Clover, <laughs> and he uh, Gareth's giving me very weird, weird stares right now. You can see he's a fisherman. You're a fisherman. You're an absolute fisherman. He wants to talk about it now. You see, hold on one second. Okay, uh, so Keith Clover runs a a business called Tourette Fishing. And the idea behind it is going on these amazing, amazing fishing um, adventures throughout South Africa and Africa. Gareth, have you been on one of these? I, I've never been fishing in my life. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't like imagine a, a more look... boring way to spend my time. Come on. Okay, let's hear what Keith has to say and see whether we can change your mind. Fair enough. Go for it. <laughs> Keith Clover is on the line from Howick this morning. Uh, Keith, good morning to you. Andrew, how are you, man? I'm so, so lucky. But tell us, fishing in, uh, in South Africa and Africa, is that a big thing? Andrew, I think uh, internationally it's, it's, a, it's a massive industry uh, in terms of sort of tourism and travel, probably one of the biggest uh, growing industry or, or sectors of the tourism industry. Uh, the market we focus on is predominantly, uh, you know, catch and release community-based fly fishing tourism. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's growing um, exponentially, and on the African continent, it's an untapped market with a huge potential. So, you know, we've been involved since 2000 and 
six developing uh, community-based fly fishing projects around Africa. And, yeah, they're growing from strength to strength uh, throughout the continent. Flip, man, I think if uh, I found someone who's as excited as fishing, I know I've come to the right spot here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but you, you, you spoke about a few terms there. Just t- talk us through catch and release. What does that mean? So I'm actually going fishing. I'm going to catch a big trout or, or I mean, what do you catch? Trout, okay, yeah, tiger and fish, and then, and then release that thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so catch and release is all about sort of a sustainable use of a resource. Um, and, and conserving the species and an environment in which the species is found in. So, um, you know, the, the predominant goal of, of any of the operations is to conserve uh, uh, natural resources and species, and that's done through sustainable use and catch and release, which is various catch and release practices, using barbless hooks on your flies, um, making sure the fish aren't handled outside of the water, they're released um, with as minimal human handling as possible, um, the odd picture is taken and uh, fish are let go. It's, it's, uh, it's not a consumptive sport at all. But now, Keith, what, what if I don't catch one damn thing? Are you guys, like, chumming the water to make sure that... No, no. <laughs> I paid yeah, a lot and, and, of and money to get there. Are you making sure that I catch something? It, 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 uh, it's often a bone of contention because, uh, you know, some, some of the big international trips, uh, you know, to Tanzania or the Seychelles or Gabon, um, particularly for South African uh, travelers, when you're paying in, in foreign currency, it does get pricey. Um, but most of the, the guests and anglers who, who are, are, are you know, going on these adventures uh, understand that uh, there's nothing guaranteed in fishing. You can have the best guides, you can be in the best river or the best uh, stretch of coastline at the, at the best time of year, um, but you're dealing with the natural resources and uh, nature doesn't always play along. You can get floods or um, uh, you know, unseasonable weather, which, which makes fishing a lot more difficult. All so, right. yeah, there's, there's no guarantees, but but uh, policy is to, to be at the best area at the best time of year with the best guides. Okay. And if you stick to those three uh, sort of rules, you, you have the best chance. Talk to me a little bit about South Africa for a second and, and locally and potentially some of our border, uh, border countries as well. Where is the best spot to go fishing in December? A really, a really interesting spot for for South African anglers and just uh, tourists who enjoy to to see a different part of the country or, or vicinity is Lesotho. Um, it's a you know it, it's a mountain kingdom on our doorstep with uh, huge opportunities for for any South African self draft tourists who are looking for sort of an adventure holiday, uh, not necessarily fly fishing. I mean, there's there's a range of activities from from fly fishing to hiking, um, amazing places for mountain biking and trail running, cultural tours. So Lesotho um, in, in our books is one of the, the hotspots in, in local tourism, not only fly fishing but uh, adventure tourism and, and cultural tourism um, for, for South African uh, travelers. All right, Keith, give us uh, where we can find you on social media and your website quickly. Okay, Andrew, uh, everything is under Tourette Fishing. So Instagram is Tourette Fishing. Um, website tourettefishing.com, Facebook Tourette Fishing. Um, you'll, you'll see us all there. You'll see the photos, the pics of the of the camps, etc. Flip, I've just uh, just had a look at Tourette Fishing on Instagram, and uh... blow your socks off. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm not a fisherman. I must be honest. That's the first thing to say. But this looks like this guy caught a crocodile. Is that even legal? Oh my word, Keith! Thank you so much. Uh, if you want. <laughs>
<laughs> if you want to find out more, Tourette Fishing is where to go. I've just posted a link on Twitter. They're on uh, Instagram as well, and that's T-O-U-R-E-T-T-E, uh, Fishing. And uh, you can check out more of their adventures as they go. Keith, thanks so much for speaking to us today. Like Andrew. Take it easy. Have, Have a good, good weekend. One. Right, we're going to fit in a whole bunch more people very quickly. Um, we're going to speak to Tara in just a little bit. She is from a place called South African Youth Travel. She's going to tell us where the hotspots are to go if you are young and South African and you want to get away for cheap uh, then you've got to keep listening to the show. In the meantime, Sarah on uh, Twitter earlier just uh, gave us a little bit of a shout out and said, please, this has got to be one of the coolest songs to go uh, traveling to. Check it out. It's how, long, how long will I slide or separate my side? I don't, I don't believe it's Song. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers on the other side. Hey, we've been hanging out talking holidays in December on cliffcentral.com uh, the whole of December. If you don't know where to go, then this person might be able to help you. Her name is Tara. She's head of something called South African Youth Travel. Uh, Tara, good morning to you. Hey, Tara, can you hear us? 
Hello. Hey, Tara, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Brilliant, brilliant. Tell us, tell us very quickly, where are okay, the sure. most <laughs> amazing places to go in South Africa right now? Okay, sure. And um, just a bit um, uh, about our association. We're a proud uh, member-driven uh, network of tourism businesses from the youth travel sector specifically. That includes backpacker hostels, transport providers, tour and adventure operators and language schools, as well as volunteer organizations and uh, tourism service providers. I'm just going to go quickly through because there is actually such an unlimited amount of things to do in South Africa. Mm. And I would encourage locals to travel in their own country because there is so much here. You really don't have to go abroad. Um, I'd just like to talk about the Cape Canopy Tour. That's pretty uh, new. Um, it's in the Hottentots Highland Nature Reserve, which was previously inaccessible. And it's this pristine part of the World Heritage Site. It's only an hour from Cape Town. Um, there is 13 platforms in total and slides up to 320 meters long. Wow. Um, it takes you past waterfalls, through valleys. Um, so it's great for nature and adventure enthusiasts. And it's not too much of a rush that um, not everybody can do it. So, yeah, anyone can do it, and it's so beautiful. I'd encourage anyone in Cape Town or traveling around the country over the festive season to go for that. Um, another thing that I've experienced personally, it's um, on the garden route. It's in the crags. I don't know if um, you know this area, but it's absolutely beautiful. It's uh, close to Plat. Um, it's cloofing. So you get to jump, zip lines, swim through freshwater mountain pools, slide down natural water slides and waterfalls um, and abseil. Um, and, yeah, that's absolutely gorgeous. So where, um, where and exactly also, is that? It's in the crags. Um, so that's in Nature's Valley. Uh, it's just um, if you're coming from Cape Town, it's before. Um, it's just after Plate. It's a few k's outside of Plate. All right, cool. And there's quite a bit there. There's also backpackers to stay at. It's really beautiful. Nice. And uh, anywhere in country, you know, like Cape Townians, whenever we speak to them, they love to talk about things that are about 25 minutes outside of Cape Town City Central. What? And I, we know it's beautiful, but but up here, you know, in the in the KwaZulu-Natal area, in, in the Gauteng slash Free State area, is there anything to do here that you'd recommend? Um, in the Gauteng area, absolutely. I've actually just done a trip in Joburg, and I saw such beautiful things while I was there. Um, okay, so... If you're thinking of inner city, I mean, I know that a lot of locals are hesitant to travel in the inner city, but there's so much happening there. It's really vibey and lively. Um, there's a place called uh, Maboneng that means place of light. Um, it's a privately developed urban neighborhood, um, gentrified, basically revived um, uh, part of inner city Johannesburg on the east side right. and the CBD. Um, it's now a fully-fledged and thriving community. Um, it's home to a lot of independent retail, restaurants, and entertainment venues, um, as well as loft apartments, offices, hotels, museums. Um, you can take cycle tours around there, uh, walking tours, um, and it's just really hip and happening, and I think that uh, that South Africans should consider doing tours like that. Um, cool. They're also doing tours in Hillbrow now. Um, on the nature side, um, I'd say go to Michalisburg. I was there a few days ago. Um, there's so much to do there. It's such a gorgeous part of the country. It's just about an hour outside of Johannesburg. Um, there's hiking trails, hot air ballooning, mountain biking, kloofing, abseiling. Mm, amazing. Um, 
And you see, this country yeah, is so amazing. Also, We've got so much to do here. It's fantastic. And uh, I, I agree with you, Tara. Like, South Africans need to travel locally to make sure that they see their country. Uh, we've been speaking to Tara. She's part of an organization called South African Youth Travel. Tara, thank you so much. We are running out of time. Um, check her out on Twitter. I've just posted a link to uh, her website, www.travelnownow.co.za. Some very, very, very cool um, things going on there. We're going to speak to Kim Whitaker very, very quickly. Kim, you've got literally two minutes to tell us all the amazing things to do in Cape Town. Um, can you do that? Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Two minutes to tell us all the amazing things to do in Cape Town and go. Okay, super. Well, I'm going to be talking to you about Cape Town on the budget because that's what we specialize in. Right. Go for um, it. In, in our flashback, is we have an awesome board with all the totally free things that you can do. And a lot of them include our nature, of course. So hiking Table Mountain, doing Lion's Head um, in the moonlight, um, going for a run on Sea Point's boardwalk, um, going for company gardens, feeding squirrels, all these things. Um, obviously, being close to the ocean, one of the top things that we recommend people go and experience is how to surf. So grabbing a surfboard, um, going you know, with an instructor and going to learn to surf is an amazing experience. Um, we have something every month in Cape Town called Moonlight Mass, which is much like Crystal Mass in Joburg, where you hop on your bicycle and you cycle around for three hours, and it's amazing. Um, other little treats that I love around Cape Town that are very inexpensive and just totally rad include the Labia Theatre, which is a really old little theatre um, in the centre of town. It's just got some really cool arty movies. Um, the Red Bus is a very tourist thing to do. It's only 130 rand, and you basically jump on the Red Bus and go all around Cape Town and experience the museums and Table Mountain and Kirstenbosch and all these great things. And then lastly, on a Sunday, one of my favorite things to do is get onto a minibus and head down to Mzoli's, where they have the best meat um, and party ever. I'm actually vegetarian, so um, <laughs> I, believe the, I believe it's the best oh meat ever. Oh, my God. Giving advice <laughs> for things you don't even know, Kim. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Kim, just very quickly, you, you, you own two backpackers, 33 South Boutique, as well as once in Cape Town. Go check them out. I've just put them on our Twitter feed, um, at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. All the details are there. Kim, thank you so much for being a true Cape Tonian and telling us exactly what to do. Of course, there's a huge coffee tourism going on at the moment in Cape Town, so you've got to go check that out as well. That you was- know, I'm actually on a coffee tour right now with some friends in Joburg. You see, you see, there you go. Kim, have a lovely Friday. Thanks so much for speaking to us. Uh, you've been listening to Cliff Central the whole of Friday talking about your best places to go. Of course, you can catch the podcast if you missed any of it. Just go to www.cliffcentral.com. The sex show is up next. Have yourself a lovely Friday and good weekend.